0: Hello world and welcome to the program! It's me, Alex, and this is a new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed, a podcast where you'll get along with Ukrainians and also observe how the global scenery impacts Ukrainian society in these exciting times. We'll speak about events, trends, individuals and lifestyles. So let's jump right in! In today's episode you'll get to know why does a global pandemic look like a perfect movie script? What is the current situation in Ukraine? Has BlaBlaCar in Ukraine been blocked given the restrictions? Will the Ukrainian economy resist the crisis? How mass panicking affected the rise of digitalization in Ukraine? What are Ukrainians' favorite online activities and distractions today? Is volunteering still possible during the pandemic? There are some stories to tell. What's up, listeners? You know what, during the last week, while being completely self-isolated in my apartment, I was thinking that since this global pandemic more and more plays around like a show with all the elements of a catchy thriller, look, you have suspense, collective hysteria and of course a virus threatening human population, so there definitely will be a movie or a TV series about coronavirus when it's all over, what do you think? and every day the plot becomes more confusing. The main thing is that no one could say what would be in the end. So in today's episode let's observe how we all behave, act and interact with each other now in order to be able to picture this moment of time and put our two cents in a global post-pandemic reflection afterwards. And honestly I can see that we are doing not so bad, even in Ukraine. Trust me and let's dive into this right now. A couple of days ago, all the Ukrainians were notified that the government extended quarantine until at least 24th of April and announced a state of emergency for the next 30 days all over Ukraine. Meanwhile, there were new restrictions implemented in cities, no more than 1 person per 10 square meters in stores and pharmacies. I was broadcasting a small video yesterday about how the things are going in Kiev from my perspective of course, who is walking around in a living area, park and supermarket. If you'd like to know more about how Kiev looks like and how locals deal with restrictions, please check the video I posted on Ukrainian Unleashed YouTube channel. Actually, there are a lot of rumors circulating all over the country now, about the complete blockade of cities without any possibilities for leaving them even by car. Myself, I was planning to take a blah blah car for going back to Odessa for a couple of weeks if the situation wouldn't get any better. But today's morning I got a message from a driver saying that he would prefer staying at home as he didn't know when he would be able to come back to Kiev if he left it. So I'm traveling this evening with another guy and hope this trip won't be cancelled. I'll keep my fingers crossed. I don't really want to talk numbers in this episode because the news about people getting laid and companies going down is circulating all over the world and actually you don't need me for loading you up with all this. You know what? I was actually thinking that when I bought in December 2019 the economy special issue of World in 2020 full of forecasts and blurred predictions for the upcoming year, nobody was even mentioning any possibilities of vertical incidents. Of the global economy because of an epidemic threat taking up the whole world so I once again turned to the idea that the real crisis always comes on the quiet and not when people talk it over and set money aside but let's revise it very quickly today as experts say in general Ukraine is better prepared than in 2008 or 2014 for a possible financial crisis exports are now dominated by soft commodities mostly agricultural products and the fall of prices prices or consumption of these products are not expected. So this is probably the first time when our resource-based economy is the best match for this occasion. However, Ukraine does not have enough strength to survive the situation painlessly. Even if we had previously experienced the financial crisis, now it has a somewhat different nature. As all of us can see, the crisis touches workforce flows and has a great deal of the emotional and psychological component, resulting in a need to freeze up all the activities under long-time uncertainty Ukraine actually got used to the almost permanent crisis conditions honestly speaking really it seems like today faster than a coronavirus a panic virus works scientists say that in today's world opinion leaders can instantly infect 150 people with panicking and anxious emotions but what would be the best solution to this problem if we hear people talking about coronavirus everywhere And are there any other strategies except complete ignorance of this news agenda? Usually, misinformation develops when people are terrified. And especially in cases where the struggle is new and scientific knowledge about it is rather vague. While even when it is still unknown how many people can be endangered, they are already put under these unbearable pressure. Yet we all can contribute to curbing the disease and minimizing its social and economic impact by confronting with disinformation at least. But when you tell people not to panic or that their perceptions and beliefs are wrong, be ready that it can only really reinforce their desire to follow their views as a matter of denial. I think that from the beginning there was a real gap in analyzing people's reactions to the news feed. The majority of the media didn't pay any attention to the consequences of playing with people's minds and emotions. This resulted in pushing not only Ukrainians, but people all over the world to the irrational moves and superstitions being evolved. And yet now we are all trying to concentrate our efforts on putting off this fire. That's why during the last month, the level of digitalization and consumption of online media has grown wildly in Ukraine. Ukrainians are an offline nation mostly. And during these two weeks people had to get used to using the governmental accounts on social media for getting official information and messages on their smartphones. So, in order to help Ukrainian authorities to take on the leadership of this infomania, and to limit the number of fake news, Google has allocated 550,000 US dollars for launching a coronavirus awareness campaign in Ukraine. Google simply provided this money for users in Ukraine to be able to receive reliable and up-to-date information and to minimize the use of numerous untrusted sources or word-of-mouth. Okay, here I probably should have placed a nice inspirational passage about the rising importance of trust and support in Ukrainian society. But I just try to go through the whole situation using the old-school Kubler-Ross model that popped up in my mind this time. It describes five stages of grief which correspond to a person's normal feeling when dealing with change both in personal life and at work. So, based on that, People's perception of the global changes moves step by step from denial to anger bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. I just try to compare this with what I see here being in Kiev, And it's actually quite common for everyone now, I guess. Even for those who are more self-confident and individualistic. So let's see. The first stage is denial, which describes the situation where people do not accept the reality that has drastically changed. They may be inadequately active, demonstrating this can't happen to me, it's a mistake. So, obviously, first, all of us were misbehaving without taking the situation too seriously. The next step is anger. It can be forwarded towards society, family or ourselves. So that's when people got a desire to consult with non-traditional specialists, nourishing their inner skeptics. Then in a state of despair, they became very vulnerable and unresistant to any disinformation, panicking and irrational behavior. Like the one we had during the last weeks with besieging all the wholesale and retail stores, spending tons of money instead of keeping some cash for going through the tough times. Then we started a bargain, like if I follow the rules and anti-quarantine measures, can you promise me I won't be infected and stay safe? People now are trying to make collective deals with the government in order to have more clarity and guarantees for the future. And this is really where we are all now in Ukraine, on the third stage of five, but at least people become more disciplined and careful which I hope will bring positive results and really help us to call off this blockade. But Ukrainians are stronger and more flexible than we think we are. So now the vibrance of anxiety is changing to the wave of calmness and creative inspiration. A lot of people are going into sports activities, some self-educate and some just take a breath with books, music and movies. But an important thing to notice here is that all that is done online these days. Not only universities and schools but also kindergartens have launched their online courses to help their attendees successfully proceed with the educational process. So let me share some updates with you on the raising of digitalization we are undergoing now in Ukraine. That's why I actually call this episode the online nation. On March 17th, the Ministry of Education and Science of Ukraine launched daily television and radio broadcasts of free video lessons and online courses for pupils and students including this year's graduates. Thus, the state wants to provide opportunities for distance learning during the quarantine period. Each lesson lasts 25-30 minutes Teachers also conduct their own scheduled online classes in a lot of schools all over Ukraine. Each lecture lasts one and a half hours in general. All the records are saved on YouTube, where the information can be stored and used for reviewing any time in the future. This format of the educational process is quite effective, but very unusual for Ukrainian educational institutions, I need to say. Given that a unique opportunity for Ukrainian teachers was created, a free online test service for a full-time remote assessment of the knowledge gained by students during their individual study. Today, more than 100,000 students complete online tests weekly within over 40,000 ready-to-use tests database. Okay, great to know there is a distance learning for students, but what to do with preschoolers? Well, due to the state of emergency in Ukraine, all schools and kindergartens are closed at least till April 24th. So, for the little ones, a new service, babysitting online started to evolve as kindergartens are also adjusting to the new reality. The main task for all is to keep children happy to make it more fun and easier for parents to survive this quarantine. Take me for example. I've launched this podcast channel only because of being on quarantine. No I'm joking. I was actually thinking about that for quite a while so it's supposed to see the world anyway. But there are also millions of adults now in Ukraine catching up with what they've missed. And I'm not only talking about TV series and playing video games, but also educational courses, dance and fitness classes, group meetings and online trainings, which are in very high demand now. As I used to dance before I switched to kickboxing, I still get a lot of invites from my friends to join their online dance classes, which they managed to launch almost immediately after the quarantine was enforced. The reason number one is that a lot of people are active and don't want to cancel their physical or learning activities so easy. Reason number two, people are really keen on trying something new while they have enough time and are just curious to go with whatever they find potentially interesting for them. And it comes directly from your devices, so you don't need to spend any extra time getting on site. Also, we are all now very flexible with timing, I guess. Okay, the last but not least, I really want to mention how numerous volunteer services and examples of self-organization continue to boost all over Ukraine to face the current pandemic situation. So I just would like to share some stories with you that show how the individual input really can make a difference. Provision of medical care to patients with urgent need during quarantine period continues all over the country. But as you can imagine, the tense situation makes it harder to collect donated blood for medical centers, in particular due to a decrease by three times in the number of donors now. So in response to that, I saw a lot of posts on Facebook where medical workers called people for blood donation and a lot of volunteers were appealing to that. The doctors say that all risks of getting a coronavirus are minimized due to the permanent disinfection entrance restrictions and temperature screening. In Dubna, Volin region, Volunteers sew masks and distribute to those who need them most. It started when an 82-years-old dressmaker decided to make free-of-charge protection for those who need them most. Other volunteers have decided to join the useful work, so now together they make nearly 200 usable masks per day. Inspired by that, another woman in Odessa started to do the same, having launched a flash mob available masks for everyone. Okay guys, this was a new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed. Thanks for being here with me. I really appreciate your support, but what I'll appreciate more is your comments, reactions and subscription to our podcasts and YouTube channels. You may also find us on all major platforms now like Spotify, Facebook, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, iTunes, Twitter, TuneIn and Google Play Music new episodes coming up weekly, stay tuned and safe!